This is a clip from The Virtuoso Show, enriching entertainment through story and sound. The Sound of Music, in a short summary, is an award-winning musical probably best known as a 1965 drama film produced and directed by Robert Wise, written by Ernest Lehman, starring Julie Andrews. Now, the film won five Oscars for Best Picture, Director, Music, Editing, and Sound Mixing. Truly swept the Oscars. It also won numerous awards from the Directors Guild, the Golden Globes, and the Writers Guild. Now, the film is an adaptation of the 1959 stage musical of the same name, composed by Richard Rodgers and lyrics by Oscar Hammerstein. Rodgers and Hammerstein were a dynamic duo who initiated what is considered the golden age of musical theater throughout the 40s and 50s. They reworked the musical theater genres, taking shows that were usually whimsical and elevating them to more thought-provoking themes and developed plots. They had a magical touch of synergizing dance and drama, story and sound. By November 1956, The Sound of Music had become the highest-grossing film of all time, surpassing Gone with the Wind, and held that distinction for five years. Truly a box office and critical success. I think the meaningful message behind this musical is... Now let's get on to the meaningful message. So this musical is based on the memoir written by Maria von Trapp in 1949 about her journey as a governess to seven cute children. She brings light and love to a traditionally firm military family through music and becomes the warm and necessary support system for the naval officer and his family as they lose their land to the Nazis as a result of World War II. Maria's demeanor causes some concern among her abbey of nuns. Her youthful enthusiasm and lack of discipline lead the head nun to believe that she'd be happier outside of the abbey and sends her off to be the governess to the naval captain named George. Well, her life turns upside down and she sings, I have confidence. The lyrics, I think, can apply to all of us here when we are going through change in our lives. Some of the lyrics go like this. What will this day be like, I wonder? What will my future be, I wonder? If it could be so exciting to be out in the world, to be free. My heart should be wildly rejoicing. Oh, what's the matter with me? I've always longed for adventure, to do the things I've never dared. Now here I am, facing adventure. Then why am I so scared? A captain to seven children? What's so fearsome about that? Oh, I must stop these doubts, all these worries. The courage to serve them with reliance. Face my mistakes without defiance. Show them I am worthy. And while I show them, I'll show me. So let them bring on their problems. I'll do better than my best. I have confidence that they'll put me to the test. But I'll make them see that I have confidence in me. And she will need that confidence because 
At first, the children are quite misbehaved. See Maria's response with kindness and patience. In turn, the children come to respect and enjoy her. She takes them around Salzburg and shows them the joy of play and teaches them to sing. The captain, upon returning from Vienna, who has been raising his children with strict discipline, is quite displeased with the way Maria is handling his kids. He orders that Maria return to the abbey. But as he hears her singing coming from inside the house and sees the children running after her, his heart takes a turn and he joins them for the first time in years. Afterwards, he apologizes to Maria and asks her to stay. And I think the lesson here is about being unapologetically yourself, and that when you are yourself, acting from your greatest innate strength, others, if they are meant to, will begin to appreciate that. It reminds me of the doctor quote. This reminds me of the Dr. Seuss quote, who says that those who matter don't mind, and those who mind don't matter. On to the enlightened excerpt, sticking to the theme of being who you are. At one point, Maria laments to the head nun. She says, "I can't seem to stop singing wherever I am, and what's worse, I can't seem to stop saying those things." Anything and everything I think and feel, and Mother Abbess responds brilliantly. She says, "Well, my dear, some people will call that honesty, and I think that's just excellent. And we will see that Maria grows to be unapologetically herself, and it works out to benefit her life." And Sister Margareta speaks to this in other words when she says, "After all, the wool from the black sheep is just as warm." Two other songs I would like to speak to because I think they have excellent messages are the numbers "My Favorite Things" and "Climb Every Mountain," both written by Rogers and Hammerstein. Here is a small portion of the lyrics from "My Favorite Things." Girls in white dresses with blue satin sashes, snowflakes that stay on my nose and eyelashes, silver white winters that melt into springs. These are a few of my favorite things. When the dog bites, when the bee stings, when I'm feeling sad, I simply remember my favorite things, and then I don't feel. So bad. <laughs> I think this is a message that we can all take to heart when we're feeling down. So, what are some of your favorite things? The songwriter spoke to how they felt the metaphors in this next song fitted Maria's quest for her spiritual compass. "Climb Every Mountain," one of my favorite pieces, is a strongly inspirational piece, encouraging people to attain their dreams. It goes. Climb every mountain and ford every stream. Follow every rainbow till you find your dream—a dream that will need all the love you can give every day of your life for as long as you live. I think that this is a great song, and the lyrics give me the opportunity to invite you to recall what your dreams are. So the clever concept here in this film is that. Behind this film is how the president of the 20th Century Fox hired Lehman to adapt the stage play to screen. When transposing the film in order to emphasize the action and mood with the camera, the writer reworked "Do Re Mi" from an originally stagnant number to an extremely lively montage, showcasing the locations of Salzburg and the Austrian Alps, as well as the bond forming between the children and Maria.
And interestingly, The Sound of Music opened in over 260 theaters across different countries, becoming the first American movie to be completely dubbed both dialogue and music in foreign languages. Now, on to the brilliant blemish or fabulous flaw. Depending on which way you look at it, this could be a blemish or brilliance. But Rodgers and Hammerstein have often been criticized for using the technique of a formula in order to design their shows. They often had very predictable plots, and typically there is casting of specific roles including a strong baritone lead, a light and dainty soprano, supporting leads of tenor and alto voices. Now, with this foundation of every single play, I wonder, you know, I ask if you find something that works, why change it? Uh, copy genius. Don't create mediocrity. They know it works. Is it really a blemish that they're repeating it? I mean, and, and I find that most of what comes out of Hollywood today is based on a formula. And this is because it works. There's the adage that says, give me the same thing, just different. So I invite you to ponder that. One other interesting thing to note is that a former Nazi officer, Herbert Renkitker, I, I can't really pronounce the German, was hired to assist writing the play. That's not to overshadow the fact that he was a prolific novelist and probably had a great deal of knowledge and experience which helped to assist the accuracy of the story. But really guys, a Nazi? Also, the play received a quite mixed bag of reviews, including a New York Times column which said that it was romantic nonsense, and the children's roles were artificial. The New York Herald Tribune dismissed the movie as icky-sticky. The producer and director said that the East Coast basically destroyed them. But the local trades gave great reviews, and they described the film in the Los Angeles Times as three hours of visual and vocal brilliance. I will leave it up to you to make up your own mind. Whereas the movie shows us, when we tap into who we unapologetically are, great things can happen. Thanks for taking a moment to listen to this excerpt. If you like what you've heard here, maybe you'd enjoy the full show. I invite you to check it out wherever you get your podcasts. If you love what I'm doing and you want to support me, please go to treversthoughts.com and sign up for my email. Alternatively, you can shoot me a quick message at muse at treversthoughts.com. That's M-U-S-E, like the Greek muses. I'll send you an email back and we can begin our relationship from there. Till next time, aloha.